Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You're listening to episode number 58 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode. I am excited to share this kind of interesting topic with you today, and I'm going to get into the reason why I thought to do an episode around 12 professional development topics that you can steal now. Well, very often I see on my Facebook newsfeed from other ESL teachers is this one question. I see it all the time. And that question is, help, my administrator wants me to do a training for the staff on supporting ELLs. Any ideas what I should present on? I see this question get asked all the time. I don't know if you've been in this situation or you would love to start doing some PD with your staff, with other teachers that you're working with but you're just feeling a little bit overwhelmed of where to start. Well, today's episode is all about you. We're going to be diving into different topics that you can steal so that the next time when your administrator asks you to present, you know exactly what you want to talk about. Or maybe you want to start doing some mini PD series with your staff. Here are some ideas to get you started. So, Let's dive in. Now, at first, I was kind of hesitant to do this episode because I felt like it seemed a little silly just to share with you a list of ideas. But as we continue to take our small steps to success, remember, that's a series that we're working on this. We're going to be going through this first quarter is taking those small steps, seeing that those small steps will make a huge difference in your school culture and how you show up to support your ELL students. So I just kept having the feeling that this was a topic that needed to be shared. Why? Well, because whether you feel like it or not, 
You are the expert on teaching ELLs in your school. You have knowledge and expertise. Even if you are a new ESL teacher, I know there's a lot of you listening who are, maybe you've switched over for being a homeroom teacher, you're now an ESL teacher, and you're feeling like, I don't really know that much, I'm still learning so much, and there's so much to learn. I get that, but be confident. Your teachers that you work with in your school, they need to hear from you so that they can work at better supporting their ELL students, and you're the best person to do that, so... Be confident. Don't lack that confidence. Don't feel like you don't have anything to share. You have so much to share. Just, I love the question. If you have 30 minutes, what would you talk about? What comes to mind first? That's what you're passionate about. That's what something you have to share. Be confident in your expertise and knowledge. Now, I also wanted to address this topic because I think many times that people are posting this question in different Facebook groups, it's because it can be really tricky to break down the complexities of teaching ELLs in small digestible lessons, especially when we're teaching teachers who might not have any prior experience or background in working with ELLs. So we might have too many ideas or we might just have these huge ideas of trying to do too much. I know that's how I can get for sure. I can definitely overcomplicate things. So it's always nice to have someone to help to simplify that so the message is really clear. And that's what today's episode is all about. I want to give you some ideas and topics so that you can run with these things, you can think of how you can apply them in your own school setting, and that you can help create a culture in your school where all staff knows and wants to support your ELLs. Now remember, it's all about taking those small steps. You might be listening right now and thinking, there are very few teachers in my school who want to learn about supporting ELLs. I've tried and I'm getting nowhere. Well, I want to encourage you, don't give up. Slowly, it might take time, but doing a presentation and a staff meeting, and I'm going to give you some other ideas later, you're going to start to see more buy-in over and over. So don't give up. Take those small steps for your ELLs students to have success. All right, so I am going to share with you 12 different titles and topics that you can steal, you can take, and you can run with, you can do with what you want. I want to give you at the end as well is a template of a presentation template to kind of give you some of these things that you can use that template however you want, and it helps to take a lot of that front work out of creating a presentation and adding all this stuff. So I'm going to share a template with you that you can use, and then you can edit it so you can make it your own. So let's dive in. I'm going to start with topics that are beginner level, and then we're going to move through into more advanced topics, because you really want to think of the teachers that you're speaking to. If it's in a small group, I always love using strategies that I would use with ELLs with the teachers so they can see how to do those. They can see how much it helps them to understand and comprehend the material, to retain the information that's being presented. So anytime you can apply those strategies into your presentation, the better. If the group that you're working with, if your teachers have had very little exposure and and experience working with ELLs, then you might want to start with some beginner topics. So here's a few of those beginner topics, things like teaching ELLs 101, a basic overview, 
And in this, you would share things like the difference between Bix and Kalps. You would go through the levels of language acquisition. You're really just, your purpose of this is to really just get exposure for your, your teachers to understand the language process. Think about what are they going through. They might be confused. Why is that student outside talking in English and they get in my class and they don't want to speak at all? So have, helping them to have that understanding of the background that we as ESL teachers have, just start to give them a little bit of that. And this might be in a one 30-minute session. This might be over a few weeks where you give them maybe a newsletter once a month. And we're going to talk about some other ideas at the end. But give them that exposure that we've had in our classes that they might be lacking, which is helping them or it's it's hindering them from really being able to reach their ELLs because they just don't have that understanding. Hey there, I wanted to quickly interrupt this podcast episode to share with you the exciting giveaway that I am doing during the month of January. To celebrate the one year of Equipping ELLs podcast, we are giving away to 10 lucky winners a resource of your choice from the Inspiring Young Learner store and to five lucky winners, you can win a grand prize of a one year membership to Equipping ELLs. Here's how you enter. First, leave a review on wherever you listen to Equipping ELLs. Each review will be counted as an entry. For any additional entries, post on Instagram and tag Equipping ELLs with your favorite Equipping ELLs episode. And for additional entry opportunities, you can share this podcast with a friend or coworker and share the screenshot with me through a DM on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. And I'm excited about this opportunity for you to come join me inside Equipping ELLs. Another beginner topic would be connecting and engaging with immigrant families. We know the importance of connecting with our families and especially our families that maybe they don't speak English, but what are some ways that we can connect? What are some services that the school provides that those e- those homeroom teachers need to be aware of? If you use apps like Talking Point or you have translators available, give them information about that so that they know what they have at their fingertips and encourage them to use it. We will have an episode coming up here in a couple of weeks about some ways, five different ways you can connect with immigrant families. And it's such a good episode. So you don't want to miss out on that one. Number three, supporting the emotional needs of refugee students and families. Before we can get into the academic learning, we need to stop and take the time to address the emotional needs, the trauma that many of our students have gone through as they enter our schools, as they've gone through these journeys that have been so unthinkable, especially at the ages that they're at. So we want to really help support the teachers so they take priority in really being a place where their students feel safe, they feel welcomed, they feel loved, and that the teachers feel have an understanding of how to connect with these students, even if, you know, they've never been through a situation like most of us have never been through situations like our refugee students. So we want to make sure that we are creating a, a place first where the emotional needs are being met. This might be a great one to do with your school counselor or your social worker and do a presentation together on that. Number four would be along those same lines, but encouraging teachers to create a welcoming classroom for all learners. So you could do a PD development on creating a welcoming classroom for all learners. So in this presentation, you could talk about different ways to 
set up the classroom. You could talk about different ways to showcase student work, how you could use different languages in the classroom and when it's appropriate to do that, when it's not appropriate to translate things. You could also talk about the power of a name and even just recommending two or three books that can help create that welcoming classroom would be awesome. Another one would be different technology that teachers could use to help reach their newcomers and ELL students. I have some podcast episodes on this and some blog posts if you're looking for different ways, but how can you help use, um, you know, many teachers are going to know Google Translate, but how can you take it a step further? How can you use that technology to not just be babysitters of our ELL students, but how can you use that technology to really help enhance their learning and help them connect to the content that they're learning? So just taking, maybe you use one tool and you want to do it, you could do it, easily do a training on that. So maybe your school uses Flipgrid or Nearpod. How would you make that tool accessible for all students to really learn? So taking that one technology device and then making a presentation out of that would be a great way to help your staff learn how to support English language learners. Number six, so that's number five, is using technology to support ELLs. Number six, you could talk about five ways to support SLIFE students in the content classrooms. I know especially for the older grades, this can be really tricky and it leaves the homeroom teachers feeling really overwhelmed with knowing how do I support the student who doesn't know English and has had interrupted education and how do I support them and also teach content at the same time to these other students? So this is a great way. And even breaking that down and giving them really practical opportunities to meet with you and go over the content and see ways that you can scaffold would be powerful to really come alongside the homeroom teachers and help them with that. Another idea would be to take, if you are a WIDA state or whatever state language standards that your school focuses on using, is to host a professional development session on those standards deconstructed. So WIDA deconstructed or LPAS deconstructed, any of those, taking them and helping to make them very tangible and understandable for the homeroom teachers so that they begin using them. There's a lot of questions around those. And if you go on the WIDA site, it can feel really overwhelming to know where to begin. So giving kind of just cheat sheets of what to know, where to begin would be really helpful for homeroom teachers. Number eight, three of my favorite scaffolds for ELLs. That's a topic that you could steal, you could do, and you can show how you would actually scaffold some different lessons. So you could have your staff submit some different lessons they have that are coming up and you could show them in your training scaffolding those lessons for the different language levels. I think that'd be really hands-on, practical, and help get and in, inspire your the teachers that you work with to see how easy it is to just make a few shifts here and there to really see how your students then will be more supported in their lessons. Number nine, uncovering the language of, and then fill it in. You could do something like uncovering the language of math, uncovering the language of social studies, uncovering the language of science. Science and social studies usually have more language components that teachers are aware of. But if you are passionate about math and you're supporting your ELLs in math, this is a great way to help teachers see 
the different ways that you can still provide language support during their math lessons and the need to provide language support during math lessons. So taking that, breaking it down. Again, the whole point of these these PD sessions is you want to inspire and encourage the staff to really see how easily they can support their ELLs when they take the time. So we want to give them that foundation. We want to encourage them and we want to give them those ideas so they can run with it. They can see, oh, if I add this scaffold in to this lesson, this is going to help unlock the language for my ELLs. All right, number 10, connecting science of reading and ELLs or connecting whatever topic that is really prevalent right now in your school. I said science of reading because that is all over the place. And I know many schools have now kind of swung to this, everything science of reading, and it leaves teachers feeling really stressed, (laughs) confused, feeling doubting that what they did before is right. So if you can connect whatever that hot topic is, whatever everybody's talking about, and showing them how you can use this topic and connect it to ELLs, that's a great place to, to really help support your homeroom teachers. Now, you might be thinking, that's a great idea, but I don't even know much about science of reading. I don't know how to do that. Well, there's so many articles out there. There's so many webinars. You don't have to know everything, but you can go and do a little research yourself if that's an area that people are really interested in. Go and watch a few webinars. Go and read a few articles. I have some great podcasts. I had some great guests on in September where we really dove into the science of reading and talked about how we can help use that research and help support our ELLs in that process. So go back and listen to those episodes or even just go share those episodes. Again, you don't have to be the expert, but you can take a little bit of time and see how those hot topics are, can, how you can make those connections to supporting ELLs. Because if they're trying to learn this new thing anyways, then they might be more open to learning how to do that and connecting it to their students, their ELLs in their classrooms. Again, you don't have to know everything, but there's a ton of research out there that you can share or that you can digest yourself and then share through your own little mini session. All right, you're still with me here. We have two more left. Number 11, benefits and tips to make co-teaching work. We know that co-teaching is a great way to support our ELL students, but we know that co-teaching is only great if we take the time to do it right and if we have that mutual respect for one another, if we see our roles clearly if we see what each of us brings into that co-teaching relationship. So if your school is open to doing co-teaching and you have some teachers who are interested in that, this is a great way to get more people interested and talk about why it's so beneficial for our students to to work on co-teaching or to have that co-teaching model done in the school and ways to make it work. So if you're feeling like that way when you're doing your push-in support, This might be a great topic to address and get that discussion going around what are our roles? What is my role as the homeroom teacher when it comes to serving our ELL population? What is the role of the ESL teacher when it comes to serving the student population? Get those discussions going and then start to see who would love and be open to 
co-teaching and seeing how that is modeled. But just maybe doing one little simple presentation might help to get those discussions that need to be had going. And you're going to find those teachers that are interested in starting that co-teaching relationship. And then the last one that I have, and there's so, so, so many more, but I wanted to just keep it short and give you 12 today, is to provide some examples of accommodating tests for language levels. I know testing, grading, all of those things can be really confusing. And so how this is a great way that you could, again, have teachers submit some assessments that they're going to be doing and show the, showing then in the presentation how do you accommodate this test so that you are able to really see what your English language learners know. You're really assessing them based on what's appropriate for their language levels. That doesn't mean you're dumbing down the assessment, that you're giving them a completely new assessment, but really just taking an assessment and showing them how can you really make this appropriate for the ELLs in their classroom? What are some tips and tricks to that? Because again, once people see this in action, they're going to see then, okay, oh, I can use a highlighter to highlight the words, or I can allow them to use their vocabulary cards that they've been working on, or I can give them a word bank for this part of the test because I can see how that would benefit them. Talking through those examples could be very a very powerful way for your homeroom teachers to stop saying, oh, this is your job to modify this or accommodate this, and I'm not going to do it. It really will help to put the responsibility back on them and say, hey, remember we talked about this. Here are, here are those ways you could do this so that it helps them to see that they they can do it themselves and they can and it's important to accommodate those tests so that they get true results of where their ELL students are at. So those are some different topics that you can steal the next time that you need a to do a PD session. Now, if you aren't doing any PD sessions or you don't feel comfortable yet maybe doing that in front of it for a staff meeting, there's some other ways that can be really powerful to engage your homeroom teachers. Some great ways, and I love this because you don't have to be the expert at all, but you can just provide a place for discussion, is to run a book club. Do you know one book a year, meet once a month during lunch or before school, and find a book that has really spoken to you or a book that you're the homeroom teachers are interested in that you could relate to ELLs. One book that I absolutely recommend if you are trying to do a book club with homeroom teachers is called The Language Lens for Content Classrooms by Sarah Otto. This was a fantastic read. It's called A Guide for K-12 Teachers of English and Academic Language Learners. I love how she really challenges teachers to see that all of our students are academic language learners, our English academic language learners. And it really just shifts the mindset for teachers to see, oh, wow, I'm constantly a language teacher. So providing support to ELLs is no different than what I'm doing for all my students. So how can we make that a mindset shift where they are all academic language teachers? So that's a really powerful book to get those discussions going. It's a really short read. It's very easy to digest. It doesn't get too deep into all the ins and outs of ELLs, but it really is just a great place to begin to help have your student, your homeroom teachers get on board and to start some discussions that need to be had around 
what are ways that you as a school can support your English language learners. So again, that one's called a language lens for content classrooms, a guide for K through 12 teachers of English and academic language learners by Sarah B. Otto. Go check it out. So doing a book club is a really easy way to start those discussions, make those connections. You could also do some, like maybe a monthly newsletter with a quick video. So if you want to just take some of these topics or take one of them and break them out and do one newsletter a month where teachers can just quickly read it and digest it, that's another great way to help connect with homeroom teachers and help encourage them to support their ELL students. And then if you have time and capacity, throwing it out there of doing some coaching and modeling lessons. We do this with our students because we know that they learn best when they see it in action. They see us do think alouds and modeling all that we're trying to teach them. So the same happens for our homeroom teachers. Somebody who hasn't had that experience in seeing in action what a lesson looks like, like when you're using scaffolds and you're supporting ELLs, well, when they see it modeled, they're going to see, oh, I'm doing some of this. I just might need to shift this a little bit, or I might need to just add in some visuals for this part of my lesson that will really help support my ELLs. That's the whole point. We want them to see taking these small steps are going to help them in the long run. It's going to help their students in the long run. And it's not a lot of extra work. So throwing it out there, maybe share a Google forum with your staff and say, hey, I have two spots available to do some coaching this month. If anyone's interested, please sign up here. You never know who, who might be really wanting that support, but is afraid to ask for help or doesn't know or think that you have capacity to help right now. I want to encourage you to think outside the box. Don't feel, even if it's been, you've tried things and you're thinking, no one really has the time. No one really is, you know, on board with supporting ELLs yet. I feel like I'm constantly by myself on this. Keep trying. I promise you that there are going to be people who are going to get on board and it's a chain reaction. Once we get a few teachers, then more are going to join, more are going to join. And soon your whole school culture is going to be ready, prepared, and excited to teach the English language learners in your school. So it can happen. So I want to encourage you, keep at it, be confident, and you are the expert in your school. So go out there and let your staff know different ways they can support their ELL students. Don't forget that we have a giveaway going on right now for in celebration of the one-year anniversary of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Check out in the show notes how you can be entered to win a year membership to Equipping ELLs. You don't want to miss out on that. The giveaway ends soon, so get your submissions in before the giveaway ends on January 29th. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.